Blog Talk Radio.
Say like this, I say, Lord, fix it for me. Anybody know that only God can do it? Oh, fix it for me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Because, Lord, I have a problem that only you can solve. Play for me.
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord, do it for me. I need God to do it for me every day, every day. And I'm grateful unto him for another Tuesday morning, a Tuesday I saw before. Grateful unto him this morning that he's on our side in spite of us. Yeah. Yet looking beyond our fault and yet meeting our needs. We're grateful. We're grateful. And uh, we appreciate him today. We love him today. He's our God. He's our Father. Hallelujah. He's our Lord and Master. He's our Savior. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you, Jesus. Grateful unto him. Welcome to Jesus in the Morning. I'm your host, Evangelist Barbara Pittman of Freedom Doors Ministries, and I come to you live each weekday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today is May the 16th, 2023. We are five months and 16 days into this new year. And I tell you, this month appears to be going really, 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 really. And I looked like it was just May the 1st the other day. Now, right now, it's the 16th. So we thank God. We thank God. And we, again, appreciate him. This morning, we are going to... um, well, Brother Lewis, I don't know what I did over here. Let's try it again in the chat. So I think I took a minute or something. But anyway, we're moving on. We're in the book of Exodus. And uh, yesterday we saw where Moses uh, was chosen to go to Pharaoh and tell him to let the people go. And Pharaoh said, no, at first God told him to ask him to, what to tell him, to let the people go out in the desert and have worship unto him. And Pharaoh said, no. So Moses got to see the angel of the Lord was in the burning bush. He went on and the bush yet burned. And so uh, Moses had a talk with God and uh, going back and forth and telling God what he couldn't do, God showed him. So we're in chapter 5 now, uh, Exodus chapter 5, starting at verse 1. And so this morning we're going to see uh, what's going on because uh, uh, what happens too is this. Um, there's going to be a release. Yeah, there's going to be a special release. Pharaoh is going to have to release the children of Israel. And uh, we just have to go through trials before thee. Oh, but what a mighty God we all serve. Hallelujah. And this is the God that we serve. He's got all power, have all the power. There's no higher power today. And so we're so thankful again this morning, unto him uh, for being our God, for being on our side in spite of us, looking beyond our faults and yet meet our needs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank him this morning. And so we're going to one more morning, and when we come back today, we're coming back with Exodus chapter 5. 
and that we may get a little bit further. But we're coming back with chapter five, and we're going to continue to see what's going on uh, during the trials of the children of Israel before the big exit. Hallelujah. So let's go to one more song and come back. Uh, and this is our Bible uh, reading as well, our Bible study for the morning, Exodus chapter 5. So we're going to this one, and uh, when we come back again, we're in Exodus. Your 
Radio, not just for your ears, but also for your spirit. Jesus in the morning radio. And you're with Barbara. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The goodness of God is C.C. Winans this morning. And uh, we're thankful for the goodness, his grace, his mercy, most of all, his love for us. Hallelujah. All the goodness of God. Thank you, Jesus. We this morning. So listen, we are looking at, again, the book of Exodus. And um, y'all excuse me this morning. I'm getting some stuff here. And, uh, I, I use the phone for both, uh, the computer and the show, so I can't just turn it off. And I want to turn it down. Okay, let's see what that does for us. All right. We're moving right along this morning. I'm and uh, I didn't do a full recap, but I just shared a little bit uh, about three and four. And so now we are over in five. I'll be reading from the basic English Bible and the King James. And so I have them parallel side by side uh, so that I can make sure what the English Bible, basic English, same thing King James said. He just making it more clearer, you know, in the English Bible, the basic English Bible. So, yeah, let's let's go ahead and pray, and then we're going to get into the Word. Let's pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. We come before you early this morning, thanking you, Lord, as a group here on Jesus in the morning to give you the first fruit of our day here as a group. And Father, we thank you for all you've done. Thank you for what you're doing right now. Thank you for what you're going to do. Great and mighty things. We come this morning, bow down in humbleness before you, yet bold enough to come before the throne of grace to make our petition known unto you. And Father, we come this morning asking that Every household represented here, every family member, every friend near and far, and Father, we ask that you will send your anointing through each of our homes, and whatever shouldn't be, God, we ask that you would remove it today in the name of Jesus, and we ask that, Lord, you will send the spirit of peace, the spirits of joy, the spirits of happiness into our homes today. Of Jesus. Father, we also ask that you will send the spirit of healing. You took a beating for the healing of the nation, and there's yet healing in the hem of your garment. It's you that heal all manner of sickness and disease. Do it this morning in the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you. Father, we ask that you would bless those that stand in the need of finances, money, oh God, money answers. As everything has gone up, nothing is lost on you. you. You sleep not slumber. Your eyes are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. And this morning, Father, we ask that you would raise up finances for your people, meet the need in their lives this morning, according to your riches and glory by your Son, Christ Jesus. The earth is yours, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Father, 
thing and everybody belong to you, including that devil. And we ask today, God, that you would bless your people beyond their wildest imagination. Set uncommon blessings, uncommon miracles, uncommon favor their way this day in the name of Jesus. May the 16th, 2023, Father, 7.28 a.m. Do it for your people in our timing. We know our timing is not your timing. You know what's best for us. But Father, if it be your will this morning, we ask that you would move now for your people's sake in the name of Jesus. You love us, made us for your pleasure. You won't withhold no good thing from us. Father, we love you. We love you today. And Father, we're willing to work unto you. So bless your people in the name of Jesus. Father, bless those that are incarcerated, the branch of the military, widowers and bereaved families, intercessory prayer people, preachers everywhere, Father, preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto you and love for your people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, Israel and Jerusalem, Bless all our brothers and sisters overseas, Lord. And again this morning, especially those who can't lift up the bloodstained banner, those who can't say Jesus, those who can't have Bible study, move this morning. Those who can't pray out loud, move by your spirit this day and make ways where they see no ways. Keep them safe, Father. And do the same for Israel from all hurt, harm, or danger. In the name of Jesus, Lord, move this morning for our brothers and sisters overseas. Meet their needs. Open up doors. Father, we ask this morning that you would give them miracles in their lives and favor and blessings. In the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. We thank you. Thank you that you're doing great and mighty things for us. Lord, we thank you for the weather. We, we, we thank you for the sun and the moon. Oh, we're grateful unto you, the day and the night, the seasons, oh God. We thank you for everything. For, Lord, without you, we could do nothing. Without you, we couldn't breathe. Without you, we couldn't move. And we thank you this morning. Oh, we give you glory. Hallelujah. Nothing is small with you. Everything that you've done for us is to bless us. Hallelujah. And, Father, we thank you. We thank you. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And, Father, anything that we've left out this morning, we ask that you would take it up and that, God, you would bless us again beyond our wildest imagination in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Oh, we thank you. We can't thank you enough. Father, if each of us even had a thousand tongues each, it wouldn't be enough because you're more than. Hallelujah. More than worthy of the glory, the honor, and the praise, the worship. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you this morning, for there's none like you. Oh, we can look all over. We won't find nobody. Nobody greater than you. Almighty God, Jehovah. Oh, we thank you. We thank you. And again, we ask that our Father in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Not only does he hear, but he answers. Yeah. Not only does God hear our prayers, but he answers. And I am so thankful unto him. Brother Louis, my screen.
my side in the chat is looking a little weird, and I don't know what that is. And uh, I don't see any of your messages. I know you're here, but I don't know how to get this straightened out, brother. I'm, I am going to work on it. <laughs> I am going to work on it and uh, see if I can just reload it. Okay, brother, I reloaded it. Let's see if that cleared it up. All right, we are in business. Thank you so much for posting script. And I see you right there now. It is back to normal, the regular way. And I am just going to say this to you right quick. And we're going on into uh, the book of Exodus. A few times I stopped doing this one or two days, but for some reason I like it so much <laughs> to do it. Well, good morning to you, sir. Thank you so much for holding that chat room down over there and again for posting Exodus 5. Yeah, starting at chapter 1 and uh, 4. Thank you so much. Good morning to everyone in the studio this morning. Good morning, Sister Irene, and God bless you. Uh, my buddy, Pastor David Jackson, good morning to you, sir. God bless you, Minister Shonda. Good morning. God bless you. I got your message. Uh, good morning to you, Brother Anthony. Bless your son, and uh, good morning to you. Uh, four three four first three numbers eight seven two. God bless you this morning, and that one and only Sister Dorothy Goodman. Good morning to you. God bless you, Sister Dot. God bless your day today. Yeah, thank you so much. You and Sister Irene for all y'all too to help me out on Facebook and other places. I thank you. I thank you so much. Grateful unto him that he used you to be a blessing. And so we're going on into the book of Exodus. And uh, I want to read a little bit and uh, let you hear. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. Yeah. And if you could imagine being there, that, that helps us to uh, remember. And even when things come up, us to put the word to it. The Old Testament was written for our learning, and the New Testament was written uh, for our learning as well, but also for us to more so apply. Because back in the day, you know, basically everybody had sheep, goat, whatever. We don't have that today, and we don't all live out in a place where we can raise cows and hogs or whatever chickens and goats and sheep and lambs and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we do our tithes and offering and money and we just go to God and repent and repent in his son Jesus' name. He's our mediator. Jesus is the mediator between each of us and God. So whatever we with Jesus' name, he's carrying that to the Father to make carry our petition before God. And I often say that I believe this because the unbegotten under, under Son bring that petition. God knows he's not just going to bring him any old thing. So he approves it. He says yes. He answers the prayer. 
And so we're thankful to him. We see what Israel, the children of Israel, were going through. Yeah. And sometimes in the midst of the trial, the trial get a little worse. Things get just a little bit rougher. You're already going through some stuff. Then here comes something else. I, I, I've heard of people that they was getting ready to bear, bear one family member in the same day. Another family member passed away. You're already going through. And here come more. So what do you do? You let go. And let God have his way. Let go. And let God have his way. Yeah. And a lot of people, I, I understand, many may not know how to let it go. But you give it to God and walk away. That's if he's real in your life. If he's just a figment of your imagination, if he, you got him in a box in the corner, and when you need him, that's when you call him out. It won't work. You can't let go. Because he's not truly real to you. But when God is real to you, and you know he's real, and you have fellowship with him each day, you talk to him all during the day. Yeah. You you remember what his words say. You often think about his words. Yeah. Any situation arises, you remember to put his word to it. He's real to you then. You could be sitting, watching TV, listening to music or whatever, driving your car, and you talking to him. Lips not moving, but you yet talking to him. Because you have you, the natural man or woman, and you have the spirit of God. If, if, if you ask God to save you, come into your heart and live forever, and you continue to strive to study his word, go to church, go to Bible study, and anything you hear concerning and you believe is right, you're right there. That means you're growing. You, you built a relationship with him. You're getting to know him more. And then it becomes real personal because you see what he does in your life and it's one-on-one. -on -one. It's not you and what he's doing for somebody else, but it's just you and him. He and you, you know, you're together all day, every day. And you're talking to him about everything that concerns you. You built your relationship with him. You know him now. In other words, you don't know him, know him, but you know him know in the way he moves. You know how he does things. When you hear certain things, you can say, oh, that's God right there. That sounds just like my father right there. Yeah. Because he's our heavenly father. He's a good father who takes care of what he created. Yeah. I may not live in the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. I may not drive the big Bentley. I mean, I have millions in the bank, but he takes good care of me. Yes, he does. I'm not hungry. I'm not homeless. 
And I have millions, but I got two dollars or so in the bank. I have shoes, I have clothes, I have a nice bed to sleep in, uh, a nice reclinable couch I can sleep on. Ah! And get good rest. Hallelujah. So God takes good care of what he created. And I'm thankful unto him. And whatever we need, God has it. He's got it, whatever we need. And if we go to him, believe it. If you can't believe, no point in going. But if you go to him in faith, believe it, he'll do it for you. Now, he may not do it as quickly as you want it done, but at the perfect time, he's going to move. He won't withhold no good thing. We love him. And we are obeying the best that we can. And we're walking upright before him. We're working unto him. Yeah, he, he's not going to hold nothing back. He so loved you still. And he want to see you happy. He want to see you with your heart's desire. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wakes us up each morning. Because he's yet given us a chance to get it right completely with him. He's given us another chance to work in the vineyard because the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. And we're praying that the Lord of the harvest send more laborers. But we want to remember the labor that he's called or chosen us for, or called and chosen us for. Hallelujah. We want to get to work. And they often say it, people. My, my, my. It's not the works that save us, and it's not. It's by his grace, mercy, most of all, his love for us, he saved us. But the work is important because there's so much harvest and very little workers. And God has places he can send you, but we won't open up. We'd rather stay on a job and make money and pay for rent or money. But if we open up to him, he'll send us places. Many times he's sent me out. Especially after the children were gone. He sent me out city to city, state to state. Uh, I ended up in places that I had dreamed of, but I had no clue of how I would get there. And if I got there, who would I, you know, check in with to make sure I'm safe and you know, have a roof over my head. He opened the door. He made a way. Yeah. Alaska was one of my dream places. Hawaii is a dream place. I'm from Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. And he made a way. Somebody said, won't he do it? <laughs> yes, he will. He will do it. We have not because we ask not. What is it that you really want God to do for you? Who is it you really want God to do something for? Children you want delivered? Is it your husband you want delivered? Mama, dad, who, who, what is it? I got to say again, that you want. 
He owned the heavens and the earth. It's his. He can give to whomever he chooses. If we look here in Exodus, Exodus 1, I believe, the children, well, Exodus 2, it may be, the children of Israel cried out to God. They cried to him. He heard their cry, and he took a look at their situation. He will hear your cry, look at your situation, and he will fix it. We want to believe God and believe his word this morning and continue to walk in him, continue to keep our eyes on him, walk in his spirit that we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh. I know, I know, I know. Well, she didn't dot all her I's. She didn't cross all her T's. She said this when it was bad. Um, she don't break that word down good enough for me. I need some, let me tell you, keep on with the keep on. You better keep real with God. Get real with God and let him break it down. And don't think you do all this foolishness that's going on in the world. As believers, as the people of God, the saints of God, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We are in the world, but not of the world. We are here with everybody else, but we are not doing what everybody else is doing that's against God. Who really want to please their flesh and try to please God too. If you go back to Revelation, he's telling us he won't have us lukewarm. We either got to be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, he'll steal you out his mouth. Look at us, spiritual Israel. Look. He don't want no half-stepping because God does not half-step. Either it's up or down, over or under, Yes or no, right or wrong. Nothing in between. No maybe, no if, no but. Between. Nothing in between. God is not a trickster. He's not a fake. He's not a scam. So you got to have a yes or no, or up or down, or over or under. Because that way it is plain. As they say, it is in black and white. It is plain. You can see. And and we we always getting it twisted as the world, so we're getting it confusing because of our flesh. And this flesh always wants to be pleased. It, it, it always wants to get us in trouble with something. I, I begin to look and and, and and a biological daddy having sex with his biological daughter. He didn't seek God. Only to keep our mind. Only he can keep our mind. Because if not, many of us go too far. I'm talking about even the believer. But those who say they believe it. 
If you don't guard your heart, which is your mind, really, you don't guard your mind, you'll go too far. You'll give to who shouldn't have. Because the enemy will come in and take your mind. We pray and ask him, Father, let this mind be in us that was also in your son, Christ Jesus. Jesus come to do the will of the Father, and that's what he wanted to do. Please, Jehovah, his Father. Well, our Father. He wanted to he didn't want us come and do what if he was flesh, do what the flesh wanted to do because he was the word. And God made the word flesh. And sent flesh to dwell among men so he could see what was going on, which he already knew. But he wanted to feel what is it that man can't do? Why man can't stop lying? Why can't stop cheating? Why can't stop being fake? How can he hate? Yeah, he wanted to see what all of this was, and he saw what it was, and guess what? Nonetheless, man can be like me. Hallelujah. Help us today, Father, to be like your son, Jesus. Walk like him, talk like him, have a mind like him to please you. Whatever you say, that's what it is. You have the last word over everything, and give us a heart to obey concerning you, through your son, Christ Jesus. Today, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, I know many times we've heard time is winding up, and it really is. I'm old, much older now than the first day I ever heard that in church. I heard my parents say, time has wound up. And if we don't get real with be messed up. I'm telling you the truth today. Hell really is true and hell really is real. Heaven is true and heaven is real. God is true and God is real. And if we go with any other thing, we're going to be messed up. If we don't believe that he so loved us, he sent his only begotten son, Whoever believe on him won't perish, but have everlasting life. We messed up already. We don't believe in Jesus. They try to keep that down so people won't think they're ignorant. They, they, they don't use the name of Jesus. They go with some other name or some other types of words. But we're not that way. We're striving for perfection in God. We want to be pure and because he's pure and holy. And without holiness, no man is going to sin. So people try to club and hang out and do this and do that and have God on Sunday or whenever. Somebody like they praying. We must seek him with our whole heart. We must desire being sanctified unto him, set aside. At one time, the, the devil was my daddy. I was in bondage to sin. But God comes and made me over and showed me I didn't need a daddy. I didn't have to have a daddy 
but I could have a father. A difference between the two. A daddy will get children never take care of them. A daddy will get children and leave them. Won't feed them, won't clothe them. Won't see that they, they're safe. But a father, he going to do all of that. Especially keeping you safe. Making sure food is on the table, clothes on your back, shoes on your feet. Every now and then he's going to take you some place you think is exciting and will be exciting to you. He's going to teach you what's good, what's right, what's wrong. Yeah, that's what a father does. A daddy don't do uh, uh, none of that. <laughs> he can care less. Yeah. And so... I was thinking deep in sin, you know, I was obeying the daddy and this and that. But when God comes, he was a heavenly father. And he made my life over. And he took good care of me from taking good care of me. And he took good care of me from that day that he became, truly became my heavenly father. Because he's not a father to everybody. I know people think he is, but he's not. He desires obedient children. He said, I'm his if I obey. Not if I'm clubbing and, you know, I got him in a box and calling out, I'm hitting and missing, you know. Sometimes I'm on his side and sometimes I believe, no, no, you don't belong to him. You belong to him if you obey him. If you stay with him, if you're striving in him for perfection, if you're turning from your wicked ways, if you're keeping your mind on him so he can keep you in perfect peace, if you're praying without ceasing, if you're a great witness to man, if you're talking of his wondrous works and making known his deeds among the people, because he's all we die. So he sent his son away to prepare a place for us that where he is, we may be also one day. So one day we're going home, but we don't want to go alone. I don't want to go home alone. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. I want to look at them that I had the opportunity to talk of his wondrous work and they decided to make Jesus their choice. I want to look at the believers, the, the Christians, the people of God, the saints of God. I want to look at them and know I have encouraged them. I want to look and see those who say, well, I don't understand. I said, well, let's pray. Because neither of us want to be confused. And we pray. And God bring clarity. You see, I don't want to leave nobody behind that I can bring to God. Because he wished that none should perish. And I know y'all think it's only for preachers, but he said, go into the hedges and highways and teach the gospel. And in many cases, you're going to have to compel man to come in. You're going to have to make him come in by dropping the truth on him. Many times the preachers, the evangelists, the, the deacons, the choir members, the ushers, and all these people, even mothers, are under the bridge, I call it. They're homeless. They're out in the streets. Because nobody told them Jesus is their redeemer. Nobody told them he called you to the deaconship 
He called you to pastoria. He called you to be an evangelist. He called you to be a choir member. Nobody went out and encouraged them and told them the message of God. Now, they went out there and tried to get them in the church building and clean them up, and they go to work so the church can have more money. But I'm talking about giving their hearts to God, not the church building. And not church workers, but making them work. A good master. He's the master, and, and, and I'm his slave, but he paid me well. I want to be a slave unto him. He's the best slave master I could have known. Make ways where I see no ways. Open doors that I didn't even know a door was there. What's impossible with me is possible with him. I've seen days I didn't know what to do, and he stepped up on the scene and said, follow me. And I began to move behind him, and he led the way. When I come out, oh, boy, I come out in excellence. Did you hear that? I came out in excellence. What I did was in following him was excellent. Hallelujah. God, and he won't withhold no good thing from us. If you love him this morning, and I'm going to tell you, if he saved you, he called you to a work. So we want to get up from sitting down. We don't want to sit down on God no longer. We want to get up and make him the God of our lives. We want to get up and, and, and let him be the reason we woke up this morning, to do his will. Not that we time clock and on Friday whatever day we're going to get a paycheck and we're going to be able to shop on Amazon and this place and no, 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 gadgets and gadgets, no. We're waking up to obey him. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We're getting up to get down. We're getting up to get down for him. We're getting up to him because we carry him every day. If he saved you and gave you his spirit, you wake up carrying him everywhere you go. He's there. He's going with you. Some of you heard my testimony. I'm in the club. I'm in the juke joint. She's where is that? <laughs> and he sent the word through the drunk prophet. In the club. Let me tell y'all something. You talking about fear? I was scared. I ran in the dog. This is during the phone booth days. I ran in the dog to the phone booth and called me a cab. I usually had a work van. I used to work for a company called Champion Renter Own. I was the credit manager there. And usually have the van, but I didn't have the van this particular night. So, baby, I ran and called me a cab, did not look back towards the club, stood outside on the sidewalk, and when the cab pulled up, I jumped in it. And as we heading to take me home, I used to live in a place in Orlando called the Palisades. And as I'm heading home, I'm repenting, I'm talking to the Lord. The driver trying to tell so you got the address, just get me there. I ain't got no talk right now for you. 
I got to pray. I didn't tell him that, but that's what I'm thinking in my mind, you know. Yeah, because I done messed up real bad in these people club and uh, God up in there with me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Because wherever you go, we taking him with us. Yeah. I started thinking about that too, because guess what? While I'm laughing all of this, God is right there. So be careful, Barbara. <laughs> I know better. He'll remind us, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, he will remind us of things we should do and should not do. If you don't think you have it today, pray and ask God for it. Because that right there is a great comforter. When I tell you in the midst of death, it's a great comforter. When you done messed up, it's a great comforter. When you don't know which way to go, it's a great comforter. The Spirit of God is very comforting. It soothes it. It wraps his arms around you when you need a hug. Sit in my daddy's lap and he used to hug me. Sometimes I would come crying. My knees, my dicks. My mama would hug me. My daddy would just hug me. When she she stopped hugging me, he would hug me. Oh, our baby done hurt herself. Yeah. The spirit of God does that. It hugs you and comforts you and makes you feel feel cared for. You feel loved. But you gotta have it in order to experience these things. And you gotta let it have its way. And you got to obey the spirit of God. Yeah. See God while he can be found. Don't, 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 don't let the preacher just tell you everything. Go to God for yourself here. Go to almighty God believing not only does he hear he's going to answer you. And have patience to wait on him. The songwriter said, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like an eagle. They shall run and never faint. Yeah. Need you to teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Jesus. Teach me, Lord. Teach me how to wait. Hallelujah. My early morning voice. Yeah. How, when you sleep hard. I do. When I sleep hard, I can hear it the next morning and the next day in my voice. I was tired, and last night I really did sleep. So listen, we we learn these things here, who he is and all of this and what he expects of us and what he needs from us. And we got to see this, but they were slow too. They, they, they wrote what the children call the short bus, the special bus. Yeah, they, 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 they were slow. And later on, we're going to get to see what happened in the wilderness, the wandering. The, you're going to get to see. But they're going through these trials before they're released. They got to grind all day and stop. They're under the hands of the Egyptians. 
But God done saw what they're going through. He didn't like it. So he's making some steps to change it. Hallelujah. He don't have to. He can change it in the twinkling of an eye. But we all have to go through trials so we can learn lessons. Had I not been sick, I wouldn't ever know God was a healer. Had I not ever been hurt, I never would have known he could come in and fix my heart. Morning, Sion. <laughs> I never know he would, you know, he was able to fix my heart. He was able to repair it and, and, and make it better. I, I, I wouldn't have known. Our trials come to make us strong. Each round go higher and higher in him because of this. He's teaching you his ways. He's teaching us the things that's pleasing and acceptable unto him. He don't accept any and every thing. If you come into him, he will accept you now. Because once you come to him, you'll never be the same. He's going to change you from the inside out. People even notice on the outside, oh, Bobby, you don't look the same. I know. Sometimes I don't look the same today as I did yesterday. I said, I'm going in him. This one is true. Some days I look much better than others. If I've been seeking him, oh yeah, boy, when I come, when I get up, oh we. And they say, it's a beautiful morning. Now, yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, I'm even looking different. I've been before the great master. I've been before all Jehovah that have all power. There's no higher power. So we still are, are, are talking about the trials of Israel, the, 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 the trials, trials of the children of Israel, the Hebrews, and, and the big exit. We're still talking about that. Hallelujah. So let's look at Exodus chapter 5 and verse 1. And this is what it says. And after that, Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh and said, the Lord, the God of Israel, says, let my people go so that they may keep a feast to me in the wasteland. In other words, in the wilderness. He told them, go, at, go tell Pharaoh to let you go so y'all can go out in the wilderness and hold a feast unto me. And they were going to praise and worship out there. Yeah. Verse 2 says, and Pharaoh said, who is the Lord? <laughs> Lord have mercy, to whose voice I am to give ear and let Israel go. I have no knowledge of the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. Y'all heard that right? Who is the Lord that I, in other words, that I should listen to him and let Israel go? Don't you see they've been making this brick and mortar and stuff? Don't you see they, uh, doing me a service, in other words, why would I let them go? I don't even know this, Lord. And I, I will not let Israel go. Oh, you go on, Mr. Pharaoh, with your bad step. We know who holds the power. Verse 3 says, and as they said, the God of, he, of the Hebrews has come. Let us then go three days' journey into the wasteland to make an offering to the Lord our God so that he may not send death on us by disease or the sword. 
Yeah, uh, let us go on out here in the desert. God, uh, God told us to come to you, Pharaoh, and tell you these things. Three days it's going to take to get out there in the, in the, in, in the wilderness. Yeah. And we're going to make an offering to the Lord, our God, not yours, ours, so that he may not send death on us by disease or the soul. Let's move a little further in verse 4. And the king of Egypt said to them, Why do you, Moses and Aaron, take the people away from their work? Get back to your work. It's here now. Look at this. So Pharaoh said, Truly, the people of the land are increasing in numbers, and you are keeping them back from their work. Now, that's what Pharaoh thought of God. That's because, like he said, he didn't know him. Many of us, we know him. We know what to say and what not to say. We know what to think and what not to think. And even if we think it, we know to repent. He's got all power. We're not going to talk back to him. If I'm confused about something, I'm curious, or I have questions, I can do that, but I'm not telling him nothing I will ask. He's in control of my life. Because of him, I can move my hands. I can live. Oh, no, I got to be careful, even in my thoughts. Yeah. So verse 5 says that Pharaoh said, truly the people of the land are increasing in number, and you are keeping them back from their work. The same day Pharaoh gave orders to the overseers and those who were responsible for the work, saying, give these men no more dry stem for their brick making, as you have been doing. Let them and get the material for themselves. Do y'all hear this? They were already under a great burden, but now since Moses and Aaron came and told them what God said, now you want to put more on the people. They were supplying the stuff they needed, the straw and all of this. But now we're not going to supply that. Let them supply their own. But I, I don't want to make no I don't want to make no mortar. I, I don't want to put this together, brick and mortar. What I'm going out there looking for, for if you, you bring it to me, I don't mind working it because you, you're forcing me to work it. But I got to go out and get stuff for what you want and work it too? Oh, look at here. Verse 7 says, give these men, oh, no more, uh, a dry stem for, for their brick, making as you have been doing. Let them go get the material for themselves. Verse 8 says, but see that they make the same number of bricks as before and no less. Do you see that? But they have no love for work. And so they are crying out and saying, let us go and make an offering to our God. No love for work. Your work, you're my enemy. You're not Israel. You're not an Israelite. Well, you're not a Hebrew. I'm sorry, y'all. You're not a Hebrew. You're an Egyptian. Why should I love slaving for you? You don't have God. The devil have your mind. And he, he'll use it however he wants to. 
I've seen men in leadership start out good. So they want the vote for the people. Once they get in there, the dumbest, craziest, mixed up, messed up stuff, because now the enemy is doing stuff, speaking to his mind or her mind. And they obey and they daddy the devil. But yet they say they believe that they're Christian. They honor God with their lips, but the heart be far from them. Verse 9 says, give the men harder work. Let them not give attention to false words. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Ooh. Don't, don't, don't let them say I'm tired. Don't let them say I'm hurt. Don't let them say nothing. Just keep them working. Ken says, and the overseers of the people and their responsible men went out to the people. Pharaoh says, I will give you no more dry stem, no more straw. Eleven says, go yourselves and get dry stems wherever you are able, for your work is not to be any less. You still got to turn out the same amount of work you've been turning out. Although you got to go out and get your straw to make it. Twelve says, so the people were sent in directions through the land of Egypt to get dry grass for stems. And the overseers went on driving them and saying, do your full day's work as before when there were dry stems for you. Or look at here. Fourteen. And the responsible men of the children of Israel were Pharaoh's overseers had put over them, were given blows, and, and they said to them, have you not done your regular work in making bricks as before? Then the responsible men of, of the children of Israel came to Pharaoh protesting and saying, why are you acting in this way to your servants? 16 says, they give us no dry stem, and they say to us, make bricks, and they give your servant blows. But it is your people who are in the wrong. They, they tell us, there's no straw given unto your servant. And they say unto us, the people that you put over us, make bricks. And behold, your servants are beaten. When they say blow, that's what it's talking about. They're beaten. But the fault is in their own people. Yeah. Y'all at fault. Trying to make us do what we really can't in a way. And, and not bring in the same harvest to you. Not bring in the same amount of bridge. 17 says, but he said, you have no love for work. That is why you say, let us go and make an offering to the Lord. Go now. Get back to your work. No dry stems will be given to you. Make the full number of bricks. Then the response of the men, verse 19, of the children of Israel, saw that they were proposing evil when they said, the number of bricks which you have to make every day will be no less than before. We still looking for the same amount of, of bricks to be turned out. Twenty says, 
and they came face to face with Mo face to face with Moses and Aaron, who were in their way. When they came out of Pharaoh, when they came from seeing him, that was Moses Moses and Aaron, and they could talk to them. Twenty one says, and they said to them, May the Lord take note of you and be your judge. For you have given Pharaoh and his servants a bad opinion of us, putting a sword in their hands for our destruction. Okay, so they're blaming Moses now for going to talk to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh what God said. Yeah. 22 says, And Moses went back to the Lord and said, Lord, why have you done evil to this people? Why have you sent me? 23 says, so from the time when I came to Pharaoh to put your words before him, he has done evil to them, and you have given them no help. He chose Moses because he, he, he was going to be able to really, really work miracles. He was going to really be able to destroy the enemy. Yeah, because of Moses' thinking. Hallelujah. Listen, we're going to a quick song of the, mo of the morning, and we're coming back with verse with chapter six and verse one. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! <laughs>
and truly my ears are open to the cry of the children of Israel. You're spiritual. He, he, he hear your cry. He hear you moaning and you groaning. He know what you want. He look and he see what you feel you need. Some things we feel we need is not what's needed. It's what we want. But in their case, it appears to be a need. And God supply need according to his riches and glory. Today by his son Jesus. Hallelujah. Six says, say then to the children of Israel, I am God. And I will take you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians and make you safe from their power and will make you free by the strength of my arm after great punishment. Listen, you, you're going to go through some things, but God's going to deliver you. He's going to go out by the strength of his arm after great punishment. You're going to go through some trials. Yeah. Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stout arm and with great judgment. Verse 7 says, and I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God. And you will be certain that I am the Lord, your God, who takes you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. See, even, even Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, they had to learn God. They, they had to learn about the great power. They had to learn about the truth of God. And we also have to have this. Yeah. Eight says, and I will be your guide into the land which I made an oath to give to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob. And I will give it to you for your heritage. I am God. I am Jehovah. I have all the power. There's no higher power. Nine says, and Moses said these words to the children of Israel. But they gave no attention to him because of the grief of their spirit and the cruel weight of their work. Sometimes we can't hear. We can't hear God speaking because of the burden, what we're going through. We give more attention to that, to the power of God, to remembering by faith, trusting him and waiting on him. He won't put any more on us than we can bear. Verse 10 said, says, and the Lord said to Moses, go in and say to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, that he is to let the children of Israel go out of his, hand, of the, of his land. 12 says, and Moses answering the Lord said, see, the children of Israel will not give ear to me. How then will Pharaoh give ear to me, whose lips are unclean? Y'all heard Pharaoh say, who is this God? I don't know no God. I don't know him. I heard it. Mm -hmm. Unclean lips, speaking, you know, unclean things. 
Yeah. He ain't been purged yet. He don't know God. He don't know of his power yet. He serves some other God. Yeah. 14 says these are the heads of their father's family, the sons of Reuben, the oldest son of Israel. Hanak and Pula and Hezron and Kami and Carmi. These are the families of Reuben and the sons of Samuel, Jamul and Jarmin and Ohed and Jackson and Zahar and Shaul and the son of women of Canaan. These are the families of Simon. And these are the names of the sons of Levi in, in the order of their generation. Gershon and Kohath and uh, Merari and the years of Levi's life were 137. Back then people was living long lives up in the hundreds. 500 years. Who was it that lived 969 years? (laughs) Remember that? Yeah. 17 says, the sons of Gershon, Lebanon, and Shimei, in the order of their families, and the sons of Korhath, Amran, and Izzahah, and Hebron, and Uzziel, and the years of Korhath's life, 133. And the sons of Merari, Mah- and Musha. These are the families of the Levites in, in the order of their generations. And Aram took Jochebed, his father's sisters, as wives. And she gave birth to Aaron and Moses. And the years of Amram's Life were 137. And the sons of Izhar, Korah, and Nephed, and Zitra, and the sons of Uzziah, Mishael, and Ezephan, and Sithra. And Aaron took as his wife Elizabeth, the daughter of Amadad, the sister of Nashon, and she gave birth to the dad and Abihu and Lizar and Ismael and the sons of Korah, Esai and Elkanah and Abisaph. These are the families of the Korites. Oh, there's some names here for you. 25 says, we down to 25. And Elizar, Aaron's son, took as his wife one of the daughters of Putel, and she gave birth to Phinehas, are the heads of the families of the Levites in order of their families. And these are the same Aaron and Moses who, to whom the Lord said, take the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt in their armies. 27 says, these are the men who gave orders to Pharaoh to let the children of Israel go out of Egypt. These are the same, Moses and Aaron. 28 says, and on the day when the Lord, uh, when the word came to Moses in the land of Egypt, 29, the Lord said to Moses, I am the Lord. Say to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, everything I am saying to you. 30 says, and Moses said to the Lord, my lips are unclean. How is it possible that Pharaoh would give me hearing? 
Yeah, he just couldn't. He, he Moses just couldn't see it. He just couldn't. Now Pharaoh not gonna hear me. Children of Israel is not gonna hear me. Uh, I I don't see this happening, Lord. But I'm telling you. And even in him reminding Moses of who he was, Moses still had some doubt in that. We, we, we don't need to doubt God. Every word of God is pure. And he's a shield unto them that put their trust in him. He done showed you who he was. He delivered your children. The doctor gave you a death sentence and said that's all he could do. And in a matter of days, you would be dead. 20 years later, you still living. He's almighty God who have all power. And the question was asked, is there anything too hard for God? Ask yourself that today. No matter what you're going through, is there anything too hard for God? Hallelujah. He's done this before. He's done that before. Surely he'll deliver me from this. I don't it. Yeah. So we're looking at chapter 7. Yeah, we have time. And uh, we're going to try to finish up chapter 7 in verse 1. And the Lord said to Moses, see, I have made you a God to Pharaoh and Aaron, your brother, will be your prophet. I made you a God to Pharaoh and Aaron, your brother, will be your prophet. Says, say whatever I give you orders to say. And Aaron, your brother, would give word to Pharaoh to let the children of Israel go out of this, out of his land. Verse 3 says, and I will make Pharaoh's heart hard, and my signs and wonders will be increased in the land of Egypt. See, God had a purpose and a plan. I'm going to show you who's God. I'm going to show you who have all power. Sometimes we call the, 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 the and they talk crazy to us. It's gotten hard. It hard, hard in their heart. But God said, tell them this and tell them that. Tell them you can't pay until the 24th. They said, but the day the 16th, well, I won't have it until the 24th. What are they going to do with that? And you trust God. And they'll say, okay. Note your account. That happened on the 16th. By the by the 20th, before the 24th, they call you back and say, we found out there's no payment due. Don't tell me what God can't do. He's got all power. Jehovah, he ha- he's got all the power. He has all of it. Over the bill collectors, the person you're talking to, over the supervisor, the person that's telling you what to do on the job, the husband, he's talking crazy. Or the wife talking crazy. The children, they can... God have all power. And he made us all for his pleasure. Yeah. And it's going to be all right. Verse 4 says, but but Pharaoh will not give ear to you, and I will put my hand on Egypt and take my armies and my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt to punishment. Verse 5 says, and the Egyptians will see that I am the Lord. When my hand is stretched out over Egypt, and I take the children of Israel out from among them. Verse 6 says, and Moses and Aaron did so, as the Lord gave them orders, so they did. 
They went on in and talked to Pharaoh. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Verse 7, Moses was 80 years old and Aaron 83 years old when they gave the Lord's word to Pharaoh. Verse 8 says, and the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, verse 9, if Pharaoh says to you, let me see a wonder, then say to Aaron, take your rod and put it down on the earth before Pharaoh so that it may become a snake. Now that's what the Lord said to Moses and Aaron. It says, then Moses and Aaron went in to Pharaoh and they did as the Lord had said. And Aaron put his rod down on the earth before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a snake. Verse 11 says, Then Pharaoh sent for the wise men and the wonder workers, the sorcerers, the, magi the magicians. Yeah, he sent for them and of Egypt, he, you know, of his land. Did the same with their secret arts. They put the stick out and the stick turned to a snake too. For every one of them put down his rod on the earth, and they became snakes. But Aaron's rod made a meal of their rods. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron's rod ate up, they, ate up their snakes, ate up their rods, swallowed them. Yeah. Verse 13 says, but Pharaoh's heart was made hard, and he did not give ear to them. As the Lord had said, he didn't listen. 14 says, and the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Pharaoh's heart is unchanged. He would not let the people go. See, because God hardened it. He hardened Pharaoh's heart. 15 says, go to Pharaoh in the morning when he goes out to the water. You will be waiting for him by the edge of the Nile. With the rod which into a snake in your hand. That rod ate up all of them. 16 says, and they say to him, and say to him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to you, saying, let my people go, so that they may give me worship in the wasteland. But up to now, you have not given ear to his word. He said, let them go. That they give me worship in the desert. But up to now, you 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 haven't listened you, 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 to what we what God is telling you. You won't let them go in the wilderness and worship. But you're gonna wish you would have listened, Pharaoh. Seventeen says. So the Lord says, "By this you may be certain that I am the Lord." See, by the touch of this rod in my hand, the waters of the turn to blood. 18 says, and the fish in the Nile will come to destruction. They're going to die. And the river will send up a bad smell. It's going to start stinking real bad over there. And the Egyptians will not be able for disgust to make use of the water of the Nile for drinking. It's going to be stinking. Nobody want to drink that. 19 says, Says, say to Aaron, let the rod in, in your hand be stretched out over the waters of Egypt and over the rivers and the streams and the pools and over every stretch of water, everywhere. Wherever water was, he stretched out that rod so that they may be turned to blood and there will be blood through all the land of Egypt in vessels of wood 
and in vessels of stone. Water you already done drew up. It'll turn to blood. And Moses and Aaron did as the Lord had said. And when his rod had been lifted up and stretched out over the waters of the Nile before the eyes of Pharaoh and his servants, all the water in the Nile was turned to blood. My goodness. My goodness. What a mighty God. And the fish in the Nile came to destruction. They died. And a bad smell went up from the river. And the Egyptians were not able to make use of the water of the Nile for drinking. And there was blood through all the land of Egypt. Look at this. 22 says, and the wonder workers and sorcerers, the magicians, the witchcraft workers of Egypt did the same with their secret arts. But Pharaoh's heart was made hard, and he would not give ear to them as the Lord had said. Oh, they did they, they, they out there stretching out something called itself bringing some blood. But Pharaoh's heart got even hardened. 23 says, then Pharaoh went into his house and did not take even this to heart. He didn't even think about it. Blood, I'm not stinking. Okay. Y'all better get over here and clean my side up so I don't smell nothing. I'm the king. 24 says, and all the Egyptians round about the Nile to get drinking water, but they were not able to make use of the Nile water. And seven days went past after the Lord had put his hands on the Nile. Y'all know seven and three and twelve, all of this means something to Almighty God. Two, that means something. Seven, well, let's go with two, seven, let's back up, Bob. Two, three, seven, and twelve, all that means something. Yeah. He sent them out in twos. In three days he rose. Yeah. Seven days he uh, doing this with Pharaoh. Oh, yeah. We're going on to chapter eight. Let's see what happens here. I don't know if y'all enjoying this or not, but I truly am truly reminded me of who God is, what he can do, what he has done, and what he's doing right now, believe it or not. This reminds me. Just think if this land was full of blood, America was full of blood, all the water, blood running all down your street. You can't open the windows or doors and smell horrific. What would you think? If you went to work, you got to drive your car in blood. Mm-mm. No, thank you. So verse 8 in chapter 1 says, And this is what the Lord said to Moses. Go to Pharaoh and say to him, The Lord says, Let my people go, that they may give me worship. Verse 2 says, And if you will not let them go, I will send frogs into every part of your land. Now, I can do Frogs and chickens and rats. Mm-mm. I can't, I, I, oh, I don't like that right there. So now he's sending some frogs. Oh, no, I got to get right. Y'all go on out in the wilderness and do what you do. Yeah. But God hardened his heart. He couldn't do it yet. 
Verse 3 says, and I will be full of frogs, and they will come up into your house, your bedrooms, and on your beds, and into the houses of your servants, and your people, and into your ovens, and into your bread bases. Oh, frogs just everywhere. Verse 4 says, the frogs will come up over you, and your people, and all your servants. Oh, uh-uh. Verse 5 says, and the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, let the rod in your hand be stretched out over the streams and the waterways and the pools causing to come up on the land of Egypt. Verse 6, and when Aaron put out his hand over the waters of Egypt, the frogs came up and all the land of Egypt was covered with them. Covered in frogs. Don't tell me God don't know how to work it out. Oh, you disobedient, I got something for you. Yeah. Seven says, and and, and the wonder workers, the, 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 the sorcerers, same with their secret arts, making frogs come up over the land of Egypt. That's why I don't fool with what they call two-headed people, with witchcraft workers and voodoo workers and root workers. Uh-uh. No, no, no. No, no, no. I serve a risen Savior. And I don't need to know what the future. He already told me in the word. Yeah. That he sent his son away to prepare a place for me. And where I am, I can be one day. But I got to let him save me, thank me, and fill me with his spirit. Yeah. Verse 8 says, Then Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron and said, Make prayer to the Lord that he would take away these frogs from me and my people, and I will let the people go and make their offerings to the Lord. And that's what Pharaoh telling him. See, remember, he didn't want to hear nothing they had to say. He didn't believe what they was talking about. Yeah. And went away after the blood came up. He walked on off like he didn't hear nothing. He didn't care. Now he getting to see frogs everywhere. So look, let me talk to you, Aaron and Moses. Go tell your God this, this, and this. Yeah. Go go tell your God if he take the frogs away, then I'm going to let the people go out and worship him. Verse 9 says, And Moses said, I have the, the honor of saying when I am to make prayer for you and your servants and your people, that the frogs may be sent away from you and your houses and be only in the Nile. Oh, yeah, Moses should have got more confidence right there, much more confidence. Verse 10 says, and he said, by tomorrow, and he said, let it be as you say, so that you may see that there is no other like the Lord, our God. Hallelujah. 11 says, and the frogs will be gone from you and from your houses and from your servants and from your people and will be only in the now. Verse 12 then Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses made prayer to the Lord about the frog which he had sent on Pharaoh. 13 says, And the Lord did as Moses said, and there was an end of all the frogs in the houses and in the open spaces and in the fields. 14, And they put them together in masses, and a smell went up from the land. Mm. 15 says, But when Pharaoh saw that uh, there was peace for a time. He made his heart hard and did not give ear to them, as the Lord had said. 
16, and the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, let your rod be stretched out over the dust of the earth so that it may become insects to all the land of Egypt. Look, 17. And they did so, for Aaron stretched out his hand with the rod and smote the dust of the earth, and it became life in man and in beast. All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And the, and the magicians with their secret arts attempted insects were unable to do so. And there were insects on man and on beast. Did you hear that? Oh, them, 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 them smooth sails, them smooth sails, the, the, the magicians and uh, all them people working and working to the devil and all of that, spirits and all that, they came out and they tried to make their life come, but they couldn't. See, God let them play a little while up there in the frogs. He let them play a little bit. But this time, you, you, you won't be able to duplicate what I do. You can't do what I do. 19 says, then the, the wonder worker said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hard and did not give ear to them, as the Lord had said. They tried to tell him. This is the finger of God, O king. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened. And he hearkened not unto them, as the Lord had said. Verse 20 says, And the Lord said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Lord, he cometh forth to the world. And say unto him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. 21 says, For if you do not let my people go, see, I will send clouds of flies on you and on your servants and on your people and in their houses and the houses of the Egyptians and all the land where they are will be full of flies. 22 says, and at that time, I will make a division between you, between your land and the land of the Goshen and land of Goshen, where my people are. And no flies will be there so that you may see that I am the Lord over all earth. Mm. Now he told him. And I will serve in that day the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarm shall be there. To the end thou mayest know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. 23 says, and I will put a division between my people and your people tomorrow. This sign will be seen. He, he protects his people. If you look at yourself and look at those that are in the world, you'll see many times we have been protected. Hallelujah. 24 says this, and the Lord did so. And great clouds of flies came into the house of Pharaoh and into his servants' houses and all the land of Egypt was made waste because of the flies. 25 says, and Pharaoh 
sent for Moses and Aaron and said, go and make your offering to your God here in the land. And Moses said, it is not right to do so, but we make our offerings of that which the Egyptians give worship. And if we do so before their eyes, certainly we will be stoned. Yeah. In other words, he was telling y'all stay right here, but go on out and, and, and worship God. That's not what God said. He told him to go out in the wilderness and do it. He didn't say do it in Egypt. Because how many know if, he, if they begin to worship in there, he would have had to bless Egypt. And he wanted to curse Egypt because Egypt wouldn't obey. And he wasn't their God. He took Israel in as his God. He took the Hebrews in as his God. Yeah. 27 says, but we will go three days journey to the wasteland and make an offering to the Lord our God and give us orders. We'll go three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he shall command. 28 says, then Pharaoh said, I will let you go to make an offering to the Lord your God in the wasteland, but do not go very far away and make prayer for me. What? What you talking about, Pharaoh? Say, I'll let you go, that you may sacrifice to the Lord, your God, in the wilderness. Only you should not go very far and pray for me. Why? You won't hear. See that mind? The mind, yeah, 29, and Moses said, when I go out from you, I will make prayer to the Lord that the cloud of flies may go away from Pharaoh and from and from his servants tomorrow. Only that Pharaoh no longer be deceived. Don't be deceived for now. Keep back the people from making their offerings to the Lord. Yeah, Moses told him. I go out from you, and I pray, you know, the Lord that, that take the swarms of flies away, uh, the flies that depart from Pharaoh, from and from his people tomorrow. But let not Pharaoh deal deceitfully anymore, and not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. Thirty. Then Moses went out from Pharaoh and made prayer to the Lord. And the Lord did as Moses said and took away the cloud of flies from Pharaoh and from his servants and from his people. Not one was to be seen. But again, Pharaoh made his heart and did not let the people go. Isn't that something? No matter what, you done been through blood, frogs, lice, flies, and you still don't want to let him go. But God allowed him to harden his heart. God hardened his heart. And I know sometimes we look at people and say, why don't they just stop that? Can't. Mm-hmm. God is allowing it. So their heart turned hard. And nothing can be done about that. Uh-huh. Let's look on over at verse 9. I was going to wait until tomorrow, but 
let's go to verse 9. I, 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 I'm not anxious, but I know what happened, but I want to see. I want us to see how this thing is worked out. Yeah. So hopefully we'll remember God and we'll remember with him there's nothing too hard for him to do. And many times we're going to go through trials, but in the end we're victorious. We're winners. Because our battles really have already been won. Yeah. And so we thank the Lord. So we look at in verse 1. Uh, then the Lord said to Moses, go in to Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews say. Let my people go so that they may give me worship. Verse 2. But if you will not let them go, but still keep them in your power, verse three, then the land, then the hand of the Lord will put on your cattle in the field, on the and the asses and the camels, on the herds, and the flock of very evil disease. Or I let God work in it. God working it. Yeah. There should be a grievous moraine. Yeah, on these animals, on these flocks. Four, and the Lord will make a division between the cattle of Israel and the cattle of Egypt, and there will be no law of the cattle of Israel. Did you hear that? He's going to take care of us. He's going to keep our flocks safe. Uh-huh. The bank is falling, but he's going to warn us enough time to go get all your little change out the bank before it falls. There's not to be any food in the land in a few minutes, so go get this, this, and this. Put it here, here. Do it like he he does all of this for us. You can look at the world and look at you and see how God has blessed it. Look, even if you got bills due, even if things are bad, you don't have what you used to have, listen. God has yet not let anything happen. But guess what? You have hope because you can go to God and pray. You can go talk to him, commune with him, bring your petition before him. The world don't have that. And if they think they got it, 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 it's what the people say on TV. It's hitting the ceiling. Their words go to the ceiling and bounce back down. But when you talk to God, it makes a difference. Five, and the time was by the Lord, and he said, tomorrow the Lord would do this thing in the land. Six, verse six, and on the day after the Lord did as he had said, causing the death of all the cattle of Egypt, but there was no loss of any of the cattle of Israel. Seven, and Pharaoh sent and got word that there was no loss of any of the cattle of Israel. But the heart of Pharaoh was hard, and he did not let people go. Verse 8, and the Lord said to Moses and to Aaron, take in your hand a little dust from the fire and let Moses send it in in a shower up to the heavens before the eyes of Pharaoh. Verse 9, and it came 
uh, and it will become small dust over all the land of Egypt and will be a skin disease bursting out in wounds on man and beast through all the land of Egypt. Oh, we. Verse 10 of chapter 8. So they took some dust from the fire and placing themselves before Pharaoh, Moses sent it out in a shower up to heaven, and it became a skin disease bursting out on man and on beast. And the wonder workers, you know, the, 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 the magicians, as I call them, the, the two-headed people, the root workers, the voodoo, yeah, were not able to take their places before Moses because of the disease. But the disease was on the wonder workers and on all the Egyptians. Yeah, they couldn't, the root worker couldn't, and the magicians and all these people, they couldn't come. They couldn't do nothing. They couldn't compare. They couldn't show out. Why? The disease was on them. All the musicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils. For the boil was upon the magicians and upon all the Egyptians. Ooh, wasn't that something? Anybody ever had a boy before? They say you have to get the seed out. And until you get that out, it's very painful. And it become a big infection on you. Oof. Yeah. Verse 12 says, and the Lord made Pharaoh's heart hard. Look at this. And he would not give ear to them as the Lord had said. Even with the boils on everybody. 13 says, And the Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning and take your place before Pharaoh and say to him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says. Let my people go so that they may worship me. Give me worship. Verse 15, But if I had put the full weight of my hand on you and your people, you would have been cut off from the earth. You'd have died. I'm the one that's keeping you breathing. I give you life. You have your being because of me. God didn't put the heavyweight on them because he wanted to show them who had the power. Hallelujah. He didn't want to destroy them. He just wanted to show them who had the power. We can sin and do wrong. And we know we're wrong. God will show us. Look here, you know better? He done told me this plenty of times. You knew better than that. You knew better than to do that. All I can say is, yes, Lord, and Father, forgive me. When I tell you I meant that thing, I meant it with all the fiber of everything I got. I meant it. And he didn't destroy me like he could have. He forgave me and let me go to continue to work under him. He didn't give me the pink slip behind my back. He didn't fire me. Hallelujah. Yeah. So look, 16 says, but for this, for this very reason, I have kept you from destruction to make clear to you my power and so that my name may be honored through all the earth. 
17 says, are you still uplifted in pride against my people so that you will not let them go? Huh? Pharaoh, you're still full of pride. Uh-oh. People go now. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is faithful. And if you just turn a little bit to him, He's willing to work with you. If we just turn just a little bit, if we obey a little bit, he's willing to work with us and get us in a place where we can fully obey one day. He's that kind of God. Yeah. And I want you to know he won't change for us. Yeah. He won't change. He was that way yesterday. He's that way today, and God will be that way forevermore. But 17, right quick again. Are you still uplifted in pride against not? You will not let them go? Verse 18 of chapter 8 of Exodus says, Truly tomorrow, about this time, I will send down an ice storm, such as never was in Egypt from its earliest days till now. I say God have all power. (laughs) I say he's got a way to change your heart and mind. That's what I say. Yeah. He hardened Pharaoh's heart. Other than that, Pharaoh would have been gave in. But God won't have received who got all power. Yeah. And who is the real king? Hallelujah. 19 says then, uh, Quick, then send quickly and get in your cattle and all you have from the field. For if any man or beast in the field has not been put under cover, the ice storm will come down on them with destruction. Kill them, they'll die. 20 says, then every, everyone among the servants of Pharaoh who had the fear of the Lord made his servants and his cattle come quickly into the house. 21, and he who gave no attention to the words of the Lord kept his servants and his cattle in the field. He let them people went on out there to do what they were going to do in the field. Knowing this ice storm paid it no attention. 22, and the Lord said to Moses, now let your hand be stretched out to heaven so that there may be an ice storm on all the land of Egypt on man and on beast and on every plant of the field through all the land of Egypt. 23, verse 23 says, And Moses put out his rod to heaven, and the Lord sent thunder and an ice storm and running down on the earth. Ooh, the Lord sent an ice storm on the land of Egypt. Verse 24, So there was an ice storm with fire running through it coming down with great force, such as never was in all the land of Egypt, from the time when it became a nation. 25, and through all the land of Egypt, the ice storm came down, everything which was in the fields, on man and on beast. Every green plant was crushed, and every tree of the field broken. Verse 26, only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, there was no ice storm. Take care of us, Lord. 
27 says, Then Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron and said to them, I have done evil this time. The Lord is upright, and I and my people are sinners. 28, make prayer to the Lord, for there has been enough of these of God and this ice storm, and I will let you go and will keep you no longer. 29, and Moses said, when I am gone outside the town, my hands will be stretched out to the Lord. The thunders and the ice storms will come to an end so that you may see that the, the earth is the Lord's. Hallelujah. 30 says, but as for you and your servants, I'm certain that even now the fear of the Lord God will not be. Y'all still won't fear God. Y'all still won't see he's got our power. 31 says, and the flax and the barley were damaged. For the barley was almost ready to be cut, and the flax was in flower. Yet the crop was ready to do what it do. 32, but the rest of the grain plants were undamaged, but they had not come up. Yet what you had down planted in the ground and it hadn't grew up above the dirt, that, but the rest of it is gone. 33, so Moses went out of the town and stretching out his hand, made prayer to God, and the thunders and the ice storm came to an end, and the fall of the rain was stopped. 34, but when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the ice storm and the thunders were ended, he went on sinning and made his heart hard. He added servants, and the heart of Pharaoh was hard, not let the people go. As the Lord has said by the mouth of Moses. Oh, he wasn't going to do it. Well, I'm going to put it this way. He thought he wasn't going to let him go. Whatever he did, God brought to Egypt. He didn't bring it to Goshen to his people. He didn't let the Hebrews go through the frogs, the blood, the flies, none of that. The lice, they had to suffer. Sometime on your job, you'll see the supervisor and the owner of the company, I mean, going through. But you're not going through nothing. Right there on the job. Everybody else's machine broke down, you're still going. Everybody sitting down waiting on their justice to fix their machines, you still working. They cut them off the clock. You Everybody in the neighborhood, the storm here, they tore their roof off, tore the side of their house up. Nothing happened to yours. God is a preserver, and he preserves his people. Hallelujah. And I'm grateful unto him. Anyone have something they would like to share about this this morning? Feel free to press that number one and come in. Yeah. Uh, you may want to talk about that God sent the blood, the frogs, the the lice, the flies, and all of these diseases. Ooh, we. Uh, you may want to talk about Moses and Aaron or whatever it is that you feel led to share this morning. Feel free to come in and testify of it. Feel free to come in and talk about it. Hallelujah. It's all right today in Jesus' name. We love him and we thank him this morning that he's on our side in spite of us. God is looking beyond our faults and yet meeting our needs. Because he knows man. In sin we was conceived. But we don't willfully go out there and just sin against God. 
We, we don't want to just willfully let our flesh take over. And we give way to our flesh. We let our flesh do what it want to do. Yeah, preachers, deacons, brothers in the church, all of this. Many times give way to their flesh. And now they over there uh, uh, trying to mack Sister Judy. And sometimes they look and try to see who the weakest one. And that's the one I'm going to be talking to and encourage her to fornicate with him. Give her just enough to think he's going to marry her. And that's not his plan. His plan is just to lay with her unmarried. And he thinks it's all right to get up and he repent and move on to the next victim. She messed up. All of this go on in the church. Because some people don't go to church to church. They go to church to find what they want. Find a man. Find a woman. Craziness. But when the enemy have your mind, this is when you can do all of this. Because the Holy Ghost don't no way, no sir, no how. And, and we don't go to church uh, giving money so that we can be seen. The pastor don't announce, well, sister so-and-so and sister so-and-so, oh, they gave each a thousand. You don't do that either. A lot of things go on that's displeasing to God. Grace, mercy, and most of all, in and he give us another chance to get it right with him. Sometimes the spirit will just keep pulling on your heart, you know, tugging on it, nudging you. Look what you're doing. Straighten up. Look what you said. Straighten up. It's not the first time you've done this. It's not the third time that you've done this. It's not the eighth time that you've done You keep doing the same thing. God is not pleased. Sometimes he'll even send the angel of the Lord to talk to you. You think you're talking to a person, but you're talking to the angel of the Lord. They sound just like we sound, look like we look, doing the way we do. But you're talking to the angel of the Lord. And that, that he don't talk about the scripture like you're accustomed to hearing. He talk about parables in a way where you understand. Of the Lord, but sometimes we won't give way to that. We won't give in. We gonna keep doing what we want to do because of the flesh, our feelings. The Scripture said, "I didn't say there's no good thing in the flesh," and this is what we keep our mind many days in the natural thinking. You can say, talk about the word and spiritual thing. People don't have nothing. But let me talk about Mr. Trump. Let me talk about something. I'm talking about believers, they say. Christians, they say. The people of God, they say. The saints of God, they say. They don't have nothing to say about all of that. But when I have something to say about Mr. Trump, or what? did you hear this? Was this on the news? So much engagement is pathetic. Why? The natural. Yeah, people deal with their feelings because they haven't learned to walk spiritually all the way. When you learn to walk in the spirit, that you don't you, you, you don't fulfill the lust of your flesh, 
you're going to see a difference in your life. When I tell you, you think you, 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 you the little bit that God has shown you, uh-uh. When you walk in the spirit, as you go, you're going to see something. Even gifts you got were manifest. You didn't even know you had these gifts. They're suppressed because if, if God opened them up to you, you're going to use them against people. You're going to take those gifts and use it to take from people. So God won't do it. These are his people. He don't want us using them. The Hebrews, the children of Israel, cried out to God. He heard the cry and he looked to see what was going on. He didn't like what he saw. So the same thing the day the preacher's up, lying and confusing people, got people messed up and all this kind of thing. Let me tell you something. God is going to look. They may not even have to cry. God is going to look. And when you like what you see, he's going to fix it here. Now, one thing about him, the one that's doing wrong, he gives you a chance. We can't accuse him of being the booger man. That's not what he is. He's a loving father. And he wished that none should perish. Even those of us that say we're his. He wants us to get it right with him. Walk up right and live right before him. Keep our mind on him. Pray without ceasing. Have faith in him. Trust in him and wait on him. It's already all right today in Jesus' name. But when we continue on in the foolishness, when we continue on like he just the sugar daddy, he just going to give me what I want. And I'm going to still be out here doing what my flesh want to do. There'll come a time with God when he turn it on. Now, Pharaoh hardened his heart and everything. And in some cases, God hardened that heart. But he had an opportunity from the beginning to say, well, let me see. What kind of God is this you're talking about? Can I seek him? Can I talk to him? He didn't do that. I don't know this God. Who is the Lord? Moses said he had an unclean mouth. That's what Moses said. I didn't say it. Yeah. But God is going to fix it after a while and fix it in a way it can be unfixed. Yeah. But we want him to fix it in a way where it can't be unfixed in love through him that he draw us closer, not through destruction. What I've been doing gave me AIDS or the three days, because they got a disease called three days, whether you know it or not. In three days, you're dead. You have sex on Monday, Thursday, you're out of here. Yeah. All right, but oh, bro, Anthony, I'm coming right now. Good morning, sir. God bless you. How are you? Bless how the favor. Good morning to you, Miss Barbara. Good morning, everybody listening this morning. I want to give y'all thanks first of all for waking me up this morning, start me on my way, allowing me to see another day. Never seen before. Thank you for a breath of life he breathes in my lungs this day and. You know, as he allowed me every day to 
see another day. Thank you, thank you for the activity on my limbs. Thank you for who he is to me, what he's doing in me, where he brought me from, where he's taking me at. And I just give him all the glory, honor, and the praise, and I thank him. And I can't thank him enough, but I, I just give him the, the honor, praise, and the glory, and I just thank God for the word of work for us this morning, the teaching, always a blessing to me. Uh, yeah, excuse me, I'm driving this morning, but uh, it's always a blessing to me to, you know, just get some spiritual food and some wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, you know, of, of his word, you know, that can sustain me, you know, better than food, you know, because... It helped me, it helped me grow spiritually, you know. So I'm, I'm gaining weight spiritually. So I praise God for that. I thank God for that, and uh, just, just a blessing. And I, you know, I just kind of thinking on, you know, a little of what you were saying, and you know, just about relationships, and you know, talking to, you know, dealing with other people in the relationship and stuff, and you know, then getting hurt, and you know, I. It's, it's funny you said it because I talked to a friend of mine, you know, and we kind of kept in contact and everything. And I hadn't heard from her for in a while, you know. And she had, you know, recently, you know, I had seen her. I think it was last year she had posted, you know, that she had got married, you know. So I, you know, I let her know congratulations and everything. And like I said, you know, we kind of kept, you know, we we'll talk a mess. I just would, you know, if she say something to me, I would say something to her. You know, I respect. You know that she was married, so I didn't, you know, go say nothing, you know, to her. Unless she said something to me, you know. But in the, you know, I think, you know, some things happened, and long story short, you know, she kind of reached out to me the other day, and you know, the Lord just put on my spirit, you know, just just to apologize to her, and you know, really share, you know, because at the time that I had met her, you know, I was going through some things, and you know, I was still, you know, hurt you know, from a past relationship and everything. So, you know, and that I was lonely and I was seeking, you know, somebody to, you know, to be with. And then, of course, too, God hadn't really took that, that, that I would say that lustfulness that was in me, you know, and everything, you know, I hadn't got that under control yet. And, you know, so I, I still was in that, you know. So, but in me, you know, talking to her yesterday, you know, I shared some things with her, and I, you know, I just asked her, you know, told her what I had to say as far as, you know, the things that happened and everything, and I told her I was sorry, and I asked her, you know, I asked her, I say, you know, I just need to know that, you know, you forgive me, you know, and she was like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't feel no way she was like, you know, sometimes we, might it might have been a bad way of us meeting, you know, but sometimes we, sometimes we meet people, you know, and it, at that time, when we meet the person, you know, it, you know, it, it might be one way, but you know, it might help the person too, you know, to really, you know, see some things or just needing, you know, to have somebody there to, you know, encourage them or talk to them. Because even in, you know, the situation, you know, I was seeking God, you know, I was just coming to, you know, know God again, and you know, I was rebuilding and rekindling in my relationship with God. I could say that, you know, so, you know, I was. You know, encourage her. You know, just keep, keep doing what you're doing. You know, pray about things, and you know, I, I, I too, I think she had you know a little issues as far as um, self-esteem. You know what I'm saying? So you know, me giving her certain attention, you know, that helped build her self-esteem. That helped build her. So and that built a bond with us. You know, to a certain extent. You know, that we was able to be friends and be able to talk. You know, and 
you know, uh, I seen, well, you know, when I first met her, you know, where she wasn't really bright and, you know, like her demeanor, you know, it wasn't like it, it is now, you know what I'm saying? She's more, you know, vibrant now, you know, or just knowing that, you know, so it blessed me. And then, like I said, for me to be able to tell her that and her to forgive me and tell me what she told me and, and she forgiving me for it, truly, you know, I, I, you know, that blessed me. And, you know, so I thank God for, you know, humbling me, not only to do that humbleness, but I thank God for forgiveness, you know, and allowing people to forgive you. And and I thank God for conviction, too, you know, but to get convict you and, you know, through that conviction, you know, you can get set free, delivered, or whatever God need to do in that conviction. So it's a blessing all the way around me, and I just thank God for that. And just wanted to say good morning to you, Miss Barbara. One to Brother Louis, uh, Sister Jerry, uh, Sister Irene, and Sister Rita, and Mother Dot, the mother and you, and uh, all y'all other people, Sister Samoa, and all y'all. I'm going in the name, but it's machine gonna be talking for a little bit. But God bless y'all, and I love y'all truly. And y'all always in my heart. I think about you know just. The, the ministry and, you know, Miss Barbara, what you do and, you know, the time you put in and, you know, it just encouraged me to continue my walk, you know, and continue to, you know, do the best thing I can do or in, or in my walk with God and, you know, speaking to people and encouraging people, you know, so it's a blessing to me. So God bless y'all. Y'all just continue to pray for me, my strength in the Lord and, you know, that the Lord continue to do what he need to do and lead me and guide me in the path that he has set for me. In the mighty name of Jesus, and I ask y'all just cover my, pray for my children and cover them in prayer as well, and me as I travel on this highway today. Amen. And Miss Barbara, I might be coming through there. I got a load coming to Atlanta, Florida, so you know, I might have to give you a little heads up later on, let you know what, what okay. happened. So, my you know. goodness. <laughs> All okay. Yes, sir. Boy, that's a long way after that. That's a long yeah. way. Uh, from where you was a couple of days ago. Ooh, wee, that's some driving. That's some driving. Uh, mm, my goodness, I could imagine that drive. But I guess when it's your job and you set your mind, you know, and uh, you have to get it done. And uh, he and I talked about, uh, I think it was last week about where it was up around Wyoming and Montana and all of that. I was thinking about that. I wanted to visit there, so I had expressed my concern. He said, no, no, Miss Barbara, this, that, and that. Oh, yeah, I'm Sion Neck of the Woods, Orlando. Yeah, they right there in Goshen, right out from Gopher, Gopher, right out from Orlando. It's still But uh, like we have here, Orange Park, Green Cove, that, that's really still, to me, it's kind of Jacksonville because it's a straight shot. You don't have to turn nowhere to get to these cities. Yeah. So um, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful unto the Lord. Well, come on. If you know what date, uh, once you get it all worked out and let me know, I have some of them southern groceries that you can eat. (laughs) We have to to eat certain things and eat what we used to eat. So just let me know. And I'll try to have all that worked out by the time you get here. 
because he wants you to be able to go in, work, and come out. Yeah. Come out better than you went in to do the work. He's that kind of God. Hallelujah. And I'm grateful unto him today. Brother Lewis said, hey, brother, after they had betrayals. Yeah, Brother Lewis, all up in Montana, Wyoming. Yeah, that's up around Oklahoma. Oklahoma shouldn't be too far from there. When I think of these places, I think of cowboys. <laughs> I think of the western days, Wyoming, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. I think of Matt Dillon from Gunsmoke. Yeah, High Chaparral and all of that. Uh, Chuck Connors is a rifleman. Yeah, yeah, because to them, that was, that was what that was, you know, a western state. Cattle and horses state, that kind of farming, that kind of thing. Yeah. But if yes, no ma'am. one had it, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I was just agreeing with you, Miss Barbara. You're right, too. That's basically what it is, you know, because I'd be seeing some cowboys out there with them boots on and had them hats on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know, in the old westerns, when you see the, uh, what do you call that? The, um, the, the, I'm trying to think of the name, Tumbleweed. When the tumbleweed yeah. blow across the, uh, yeah, you be, I be, you be riding on that highway and that wind be blowing and you can see the tumbleweeds going across the highway. That wind yes, be blowing sir. so hard. So yeah, it's something to experience. Uh huh. Well, look, but after that, I um, uh, always wanted to go see that too. What it was like out there and how they was doing things, you know. I know they were doing a lot of uh, gun slanging and shooting up people and all that kind of thing, but still, I wanted to see what it was all about. Yeah. And so it's all right today in Jesus. Uh, one day I'm going to get out there. One day I'm going to see and uh, yes, visit out there. And look, say, oh, one more. Go ahead, Ms. Bob. No, no, you go ahead. Now, I was about to say, um, so I know in Wyoming, I remember at one certain point I had to drop a load, and I had they, it, it took me through this mountain pass, and I was at the bottom of the mountain, but at the bottom of the mountain, I could look up and look up at another mountain. And I was like, man, you know, I'm, that's way up there. And lo and behold, that same way that on the bottom where I was at, that road was taking me to go to the top of that. So when I came back down, I, when I came back down, I was able to see where I came from and coming back down on the other side of the mountain, looking at, you know, the, the same road that I looked at going up the mountain. And mm. uh, I got to one point of the uh, one area town in that, uh, um, Wyoming, and it had a hot spring. And it was a little cold, too, you know, in the, in the time that I was out there. It hadn't got really got winter, winter time, but it was getting ready to turn winter. So I was able to see, you know, the hot spring through the town that I went through. And um, oh, they took me through this one country for a while home, and for uh, I know for some miles, I got, it had to be about six, seven hundred miles. I say about five hundred miles. It was a few hours, but as I was going, you could you could see like the Indian reservation places and everything yeah. in the little town. And then I got to one point where where they had people pulling over the highway, and you could see the the wild buffaloes and everything. So. You know, I got to experience all that. So, you know, that was just a blessing to me just to, you know, see that and experience that. Yes, sir. I'm going to go check it out one day. Oh, uh, Louis said he would move to Montana. 
But the winters are brutal up there. Yeah, I can't take no more cold either. Uh-uh. Alaska did. I, I, I'm still throwing out, I believe. I'm still throwing out. Yeah. No, I, I don't want no more cold like that. That's why I stay right here in Florida because uh, I may have to move out from Jacksonville, but it's warm. Like today, it'll probably be, what, 90 today. May the 16th, 90 degrees. Yesterday was like 86. And so the weather channel said more degrees higher today than it was yesterday. I like all of this. I don't have to go out with no jacket, no sweater, no coat, no nothing. Just put my clothes on and get to go. Yeah. In the winter, you got to wear something. I don't like all that. Yeah. But I like them areas, and I like to go check them out and then... You know, out there you may buy a little small plot of land and put you a, a garden out there, you know. That would be nice. But I might look at it because I want to grow me some vegetables and can them. Yeah. All right, Sister Jerry, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Oh, sorry about that. Good morning, Sister Barbara and everybody. How are you all doing? Bless, bless. Bless. Yeah, I had a lot to do this morning. I had to get Calvin off the school, I mean, off the, the doctor and yada, 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 yo. But I just want to tell God, thank you for a new day. New days, because the old day has passed. As they used to say, yesterday is a cancel check. Tomorrow's not promised, and the day is all I got this second, this moment. So I want to tell God, thank you, and I can't worry about what they say, what's going to happen, what's not going to as you know, I say, Barbara, move on back because that ain't about nothing. Mm-hmm. Not about nothing. But I thank God. I thank God that I don't have to be like Pharaoh, too hard-headed to listen. When God tell you something, please obey. Mm-hmm. Because if you think you're doing something bad now, just keep on living. If you think that shower of boils that came down on you was something, just keep on living. He could have gave them leprosy. He could have given you anything. But when God's trying to get your attention, as my mother used to say, be still. Mm-hmm. And know that he is God. Whatever you're going through, you can go to the supervisor. You can go to the board of directors. But you take it to God. Because the supervisors and the board of directors, they just like you. Human beings and God is in control of each and every one of us. So why go to man? Take your problems to the Lord. And I want to say thank you, Lord, for I heard about Pharaoh and how hard it's hard to get. Because some of us get our little hearts, our feelings hurt. We come after revenge. We all, I mean, we're real Christians and we get mad. But I've been trying to work on that and say, Lord, help me not get mad because I've caused this on myself. I knew what I was doing. I'm going to leave all things in your hand, Lord, because I have no control. Yeah, I get mad. I had to figure out how to get my baby to the doctor today, but I get mad. This, too, is a lesson God's trying to teach me. I need to instill some of my wisdom on my children instead of trying to make the way for them all the time. The children are what you teach them. 
It's a a shame if I leave this earth knowing everything and how to maneuver. None of my children, my 43-year-old, just now learned how to ride a city bus. Why? Because his mama gave him a car. Another car, and cars, and cars. He he know how to get around the city. Know how to drive to California, Colorado, and all those places. But he don't understand what a bus is. Mama grew him up with a just... Here you go, son. Take these keys and go. Driving to Ohio. Here you go, son. Take these keys and go. And then when the parents parents start falling in their illness and can't give you the keys and all the wishes that you want, you get mad. But it's not their fault. You raised the child as you would have them to go. Let's try to be a little, like I told my sister on Mother's Day, I said, God, you treated your boys so bad. And they so umber. They they'll they'll run through a mountain and get you some money. She said, Yeah, because I told them life is all about you. You make a choice. You make your own problems. And I used to think you were just so mean to them boys. She said they were boys. You have to not just give them everything they want. They need to figure out how to get it, so they'll know how to treat themselves. You give them everything, they won't even know how to go get it. They just know how to run to your mommy. Mommy. Mine knew how to run away from me when we went to California on $5. And he's living out there nicely. Driving to Israel, going, doing all kinds of things. He had money. He made his own money. The other one. Living, and he went to jail and got out. Of course, now she, she into the Lord. He prayed him out. He got out of jail and got a job at Anheuser Bush. I said, How you do that? He said, Well, I am faithful. But I don't have I didn't have time to hold their hands. I had them walking at eight months old. I had them going there making them serious in the morning. I wouldn't get them making breakfast. Your children don't even eat cereal. You gave them too much. I didn't mind anything but a hard time. Because that's what the world gonna give you. A hard time. I guess I didn't see that then, and I still have a hard time seeing that, but it's true. I looked at all Barbara children. Ooh, them some pretty children. Oh, just beautiful. And that Miss Miss Shantae, Ooh, beautiful. But I don't want to leave out Robin Mack because I don't want her to come visit us. But anyway, <laughs> Barbara, you raised them right. I thought I was doing it right, taking them to out of school, disciplining everywhere. All I did was make him soft. A man, a boy can't become a man if he never learned how to do things on his own. He'll always look to his parents. He'll look to whoever was going to give him, grandmama, whoever. Grandbaby called me last night. Grandmama, my phone is acting up. I said, well, do what you got to do to get it fixed, baby. I'm not buying no more phones. Well, you know my birthday coming up in two weeks. What about that PL5? I said, what about it? You got a mother and a father. My day is up of giving gifts. I'm trying to receive something. You got anything for me? My birthday coming up in two months, not two weeks. You got a long time to get that gift of mine together. See, no one would ever learn anything if you always give it to them and they don't work for it. I know. I worked 37 years on one job. 
and I learned everything I have, I had to buy it. The new people, they come in here telling you about this problem, that problem. <laughs> I just want to thank God. Thank you, Barbara, for letting me hear the story of how people harden their hearts, because that's what people do. But I want God to keep my heart humble and my mind focused on him. You can't ask God, oh, God, I need that man over there to come be with me. No, man, forget about that. Because you don't know what you're asking for to be with you. You might think you want them. You might move in the house with them. But it ain't always sunshine. There will come some rain. I know I was married 43 years. But anyway... Thank you, Barbara, and everybody have a blessed day. And know God is here with us. Like you said, Anthony, you saw the mountain on one side, but it looked a little different coming down. You saw what you missed going up. The mountain is Amen. here. Amen. Back, and good morning, Brother Lou, and thank you all the help you give, Barbara. God bless you. All right. You have a blessed day, Anthony. And everybody listening. All right, we're going to pray out this morning, and we pray that the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Uh, let me see what Lewis say. I have a small solar rig, and we're going to a small one for the fridge. Oh, it has a lithium battery. Okay, brother, I see you. I see you over there doing it big. All right, so let's pray. Father God, we thank you for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. We thank you for what you've done here today. Thank you for your word, for your word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And forever, oh God, that word is settled in heaven. As we depart, remember your word. Let us hide it in our heart, Father, that we might not sin against you. And whatever situation come up, let us remember the word. Hallelujah. And put the word to work. Or it's absolutely free. And so we thank you this morning. We give you glory, honor, and praise. And Father, as we depart this morning, we ask that you would bless our going out, bless our coming in, and meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory your son, Christ Jesus. We thank you today, Father. Can't thank you enough. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves that you're forgiver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings, uncommon blessings, upon you today, May the 16th, 2023, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and we will go to this right here will be our closing song for today. In Genesis, Jesus Christ is the seed of the woman. In Exodus, he is the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he is our high priest. In Numbers, he is a pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. In Deuteronomy, he is the prophet like unto Moses.
and Joshua, he is the captain of our salvation. In Judges, he is our judge and lawgiver. In Ruth, he is our kinsman redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, he is our trusted prophet. In Kings and Chronicles, he is our reigning king. In Ezra, he is the rebuilder of the broken down walls of human life. In Esther, he is our Mordecai. In Job, he is our ever-living redeemer. In Psalms, he is our shepherd. In Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, he is our wisdom. In Song of Solomon, he is our loving bridegroom. In Isaiah, he is the Prince of Peace. Jeremiah, he is our righteous branch. In Lamentations, he is our weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, he is the wonderful four-faced man. In Daniel, he is the fourth man in life's fiery furnace. In Hosea, he is the faithful husband, forever married to the backslider. In Joel, he is the baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire. In Amos, he is our burden bearer. In Obadiah, he is mighty to save. In Jonah, he is our great foreign missionary. In Micah, he is the messenger of beautiful feet. In Nahum, he is the avenger of God's elect. In Habakkuk, he is God's evangelist crying, Revive thy works in the midst of the year. Zephaniah, he is our savior. In Haggai, he is the restorer of God's lost heritage. In Zechariah, he is the fountain opened up at the house of David for sin and uncleanliness. And in Malachi, he is the son of righteousness, rising with healing in his wings. In Matthew, he is the king of the Jews. In Mark, he is the servant. In Luke, he is the son of man, feeling what you feel. In John, he is the son of God. In Acts, he is the savior of the world. In Romans, he is the righteousness. God. In 1 Corinthians, he is the rock, solid as your In 2 Corinthians, he is the triumphant one, giving victory. In Galatians, he is your liberty. He set you free. In Ephesians, he is the head of the church. In Philippians, he is your joy. In Colossians, he is your completeness. In 1 and 2 Thessalonians, he is your hope. In 1 Timothy, he is your faith. In 2 Timothy, he is your stability. In Philemon, he is your benefactor. In Titus, he is truth. In Hebrews, he is your perfection. In James, he is the power behind your faith. In 1 Peter, he is your example. In 2 Peter, he is your purity. In 1 John, he is your life. In 2 John, he is your pattern. In 3 John, he is your motivation. In Jude, he is the foundation of your faith. In Revelation, he is your coming king. He is the first and the last, beginning and the end. He is the keeper of creation, the creator of all. He's the architect of the universe and the manager of all time. He always was, he always is, and he always will be. Unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, and never undone. He was bruised and brought healing. He was pierced and he's pain. He was persecuted and brought freedom. He was dead and brought life. He is risen and brings power. He reigns and brings peace. The world can't understand him. The armies can't defeat him. Schools can't explain him and the leaders can't ignore him. Hair couldn't kill him. Pharisees couldn't confuse him, the people couldn't hold him, Nero couldn't crush him, Hitler couldn't silence him, the New Age can't replace him, and Oprah can't explain him away. He is life, love, longevity, and more. He is goodness, kindness, gentleness, and God. He is holy, righteous, mighty, powerful, and pure. His ways are right, his words eternal, his will is unchanging, and his mind is on me. He is my redeemer, he is my savior, he is my he is my joy. He is my comfort. He is my Lord. He rules my life. He was there all the time. 
God was there oh, all the time. Hold on. Hold on one second for me, Sugarfoot, honey, Bonnie. 